Welcome to 12 Questions. Hey, guys Hi, and gals. This is Annabelle, fun guest, coming to you live um, from Casa Casa de Gato over here in the valley. Meow. Uh, <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> that was just Alex turning into a human Hello Kitty. What just happened? Oh, Representation matters. Oh dear. Um, so uh, we're coming to you live uh, with our guest today. How would you like to identify yourself? My name is Helen. Hey, Helen. Hi. Helen. What's up, girl? Good. How are you guys? We're so good. I'm very excited today because you're I'm aspiring. super excited. You're Thanks. an aspiring podcaster. I am. This is like the first time I've ever been on a podcast, so I'm super nervous. I thought about not showing up today. I know. I was like, <laughs> I was like girl, do we need to reschedule? I, I, I could hear the fear. Yeah. <laughs> My heart was like this, driving over here on the 170. I was just like, I should just turn around. I should just yeah. turn around. Oh, I got sick. Oh, you just got to do it. Yeah, I said, fuck it. I, I, think, I don't think fear is a lack of faith. I think uh, I think uh, faith is walking through fear. That's my mm-hmm. that's my go to. I'm just yeah. like, oh, I'm afraid of that. I'm gonna I'm gonna do that. Like, yeah, you can't pray it away. You pray to go through it. Yeah, that's a way. Yeah, I mean, I was like, what's the worst that's gonna happen? It's be terrible. I'll just be terrible, and that'll be. It. Ah, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> right. I can just go up from there. You yeah. know. So no, you're already lovely, fantastic, exciting, and I'm a very good <laughs> editor, so we can make you exciting. That's all. Okay, we'll just great. <laughs> but no, uh, yeah. So, so tell us a little bit about like your your journey, and then we'll get into the questions. Like, how long have you? Sure. How long have you been hanging around them rooms? Well, let's see. <clears throat> 2010. So right around my Saturn return. I know you know about Saturn return. Okay. I'm an astrological I'm... nerdy kind of wannabe. Okay. <laughs> so 28 to 30 is like when you have your your Saturn return. Everything in my right? life changed 28 to 30. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And then it changed again and like for reasons like 32 to That 34. window. Yeah. It's a big, big window. Yeah. There's a lot happening. So 30, I was in therapy. I thought I was just suicidal, just suicidal, you know, just sad. I just want to like die every day. And then my therapist said, well, I think that maybe you should try not drinking and doing Coke for 30 days. What? That's not the solution. I was like, exactly. I was like, what are you talking about? She's like, you could die. (laughs) Like yeah, that. and I was like, "Well, it's kind of where I'm heading towards." Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah, I think I'm meeting my goal, you know. And you're kind of trying to stop me from it. So, fuck you. Um, but then I decided to try it. I was like, "I'll do two weeks," mm-hmm. and she suggested I check out a meeting. I lived around the corner from one, which of course I didn't know. And yeah, there's a meeting <laughs> everywhere. If you're ever by a church, a coffee shop, or a weird business complex, and you see a bunch of people like in a state of emotional transition so they're smoking feverishly they're wearing red, red bulls red hand. bulls red mm. bulls in hand and some some weird combination of both like like leggings and a motorcycle <laughs> jacket like an ugg boot lots of sunglasses lots of sunglasses <laughs> doc martin doc martin's yeah. uh, a motley yeah. crew yeah, yeah for sure guys in sweatpants <laughs> and house shoes and just a motley group i was in a restaurant the other day with a friend of the podcast jared and he we looked over at a table and i went meeting and he goes no and then, <laughs> and, then and then somebody went uh so anyway about the jaywalker and he was like bitch <laughs> oh. Oh I was God. like, I know. <laughs> I'm so good at this. 
<laughs> That's hilarious. But yeah, so so you had one by your house. So I had one by my house. It was it was in a brownstone though, like in the basement. So it wasn't a church or something super right. visible. And I was going to a birthday party that night, and I was like, I should get to this thing before I go because if <laughs> because I don't, I want to then ruin I'm gonna the birthday party. Yeah, I'm gonna, I know. I'm gonna be like, oh, I'm gonna get fucked up tonight if I don't go yeah. to this thing, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna yeah. try to not drink tonight. So I was like running to the meeting basically because I was like, if I don't run, I'm just not gonna. I'm gonna talk myself out of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I got there, and it's in Bed Stuy, and I'm downstairs, and it's like I'm the only. Asian person there. Everyone else is African-American and talking about crack. And I'm like... Because you're from Brooklyn. I was born in Brooklyn. Okay. Raised in Queens. Got it. Got it. It's yeah. like the L. Cool J song backwards. Got it. <laughs> I love it. Um, yeah. So I'm in there. They're talking about crack. And I'm like, I don't identify with the crack, although I've smoked crack. Mm-hmm. But I'm not addicted to crack. <laughs> let's, get it, let's not get it twisted. <laughs> I'm not a crackhead. I'm just a party girl. I'm just there. Exactly. What else? I'm a spectator. Right? <laughs> I like to try everything once, you know, just to make sure. Sure. Um, um, yeah, and then she just said some stuff that I was like, yeah, 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 I get it, I get it, I get it. And then I like raised my hand and cried, and they all hugged me and gave me their numbers. And I was like, all right, I guess I'll come back whenever yeah. I'm supposed to come back. And then I've been on the journey since. Congrats. <clears throat> Thank you. I love it. I'm a first meeting and go person, too. Yeah, I I've, was like, I knew what I was getting into. Yeah, yeah. you just went for it. I just went for it. 90 yeah. 90. Yeah, well... I don't think I did 1990. I think I did like, I think I maybe I did. I don't remember. It was just one of those. Um, I I got clean in a really small town, opposite environment. Okay. So um, there was a meeting a day. So oh. sometimes I needed a break from all ten of those people that I saw every day. Wow. It was like going to work twice. <laughs> oh man. So I was like, oh shit. Oh my Pulling God. this overtime. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, but um, that's amazing. So you did ninety ninety. You did the. Thing. I did like a hundred and ninety. Yeah, because I just was so really just desperate. Yeah, yeah, I was desperate, and there were so many meetings in New York. You know, I was just Beautiful. like, go to East Village, go uptown, go Midtown. Everything's go so close. Everything's yeah. close, and then there was just different. St- I just loved the story aspect of yeah. it. So I was, I was definitely into the culture of it. I guess. Yes, we have mm-hmm. a culture <clears throat> for sure. Um, we go to meetings sometimes especially in the weekends like people go to the club mm-hmm. yeah yeah we get into it midnight meetings my jam oh my I love god a, i love a good midnight meeting oh, i go to those god, like, yeah i think the first couple years i i did a couple of those and then as i got more sober i couldn't mm-hmm. like han- handle the <laughs> midnight meetings anymore i was like oh my god i <laughs> gotta yeah. get out of here yeah. so, i have to go home and take Insane. a nap yeah. <laughs> that's amazing so how do you during that time how did you experience surrender that's the first question by the way oh how did i experience surrender um I think in the classic way of like called my sponsor every day, read the big book, called others um, to see if they needed any help to be of service. You know, oh. like I just did what they said. I did yeah. all the slogan shit, you know, like me- meeting makers make it. And like, yeah. I just I just read slogans. <laughs> I just was surrounded by older black women in bed who told me what to do and weren't fucking around. I Ooh, love it. That's the jam. <laughs> 
Damn. We have a very similar experience because I got clean around a bunch of bikers. Okay. So when someone's old lady tells you to sit down and shut the fuck up, no one wants to hear from your disease. Yeah. You do it. Yeah. Exactly. Like I don't want to hear about your feelings right I now. Hear about your feelings. Just get into some action. Yeah. You know, help another person mm-hmm. stop thinking about your damn self. Yeah, I got sober in a stag room, and they were just like, "No, stop talking about all that nonsense. What the fuck did you do today for your program?" And I was like, "Well, the, I did this and then Okay, I'll shut the fuck up now." <laughs> they were like just yoked up dudes like you could tell like they all listen to the Joe Rogan podcast and I was just like yeah. alright tattoos like fucking MMA looking motherfuckers Ooh. I was like alright this is I need to go to this this that's is my so thing funny. whip me in a shape so it's the LA version of that that's absolutely so I love it wow I love it this, uh, where in um, LA did you, what was like your first meeting first meeting was so at, ask questions yeah of okay. course yeah, yeah first meeting it. for me was at the at the comedy store oh yeah where that's like I consider that place my home club. That's where like I started comedy and I jam out there and I just hang there. And uh, when I ended up in a meeting there, they were like, "Hey, we knew you were coming. All right, good job." Yeah, that's what my sponsor said. He's like, "Hey, this is come here. All right, sit down. This is where you feel comfortable." Ironically, and he was like, "Hey, just here." Just keep coming here every week. Take a commitment mm-hmm. and just do the fucking work. So it was great. Anyway, back to you. Amazing. Helen. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. You can tell she's an aspiring podcaster. Absolutely. Like, I'm just gonna, fielding I'm gonna questions. questions. I'm going to get those questions. <laughs> no, I love it. I love it. How? What would you say your most insane moment, either in or out of recovery, was? In or out of recovery? Mm-hmm. Or, or both. both. Yeah. Ooh, Whatever you want to do. Jeez, my gosh. I have to really dig for it. There's so many <laughs> to sift through. I know. I know. The insanity. Um, hmm. I guess, um, did you say intense? Was that the word you used? Insane. Insane. Like in that second step. You know how we talk well, about Well, okay. Insane. I guess it was like right the day before I got technically so my, my original sober day, I have had a slip since 2010. Okay. Mm-hmm. With two glasses of champagne. <laughs> Just two. <laughs> Anyways, but um, on March 7th was my official sober date. On March yeah. 6th, I went to a really good friend's 40th birthday party that I helped plan. I was like, I can't miss this party. Like, you know, yeah. I have to go. If yeah. I don't go, everyone will just die. Well, you got to see your work. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Right. So I went and I was like, it's going to be my last night to party. So it's like I kind of planned it. I was just like, yeah. and it was fucked up because I told everybody who was getting drunk and like doing lines that I was getting sober the next day. Like they cared about me getting sober sober like yeah. they're just trying to enjoy their high yeah. they're half the room is alcoholics anyways probably because yeah. i've been partying them with them for so long but mm-hmm. i think that um just sort of planning it and being like i'm getting sober tomorrow and being really conscious and aware of that was i don't know if that's insane but i don't know if it was um very mindful of me to like those people who were still trying to enjoy their partying right. <laughs> like just blowing their whole like hi I think that's was crazy. not very considerate of me that's crazy um what would you say how do you um I'm gonna apologize to the podcast listeners right now for the screaming child next Ooh. door to my house we're in the we're in the valley what more do you want exactly you know? we're in the valley it's it's a thing um that's just the sound of the valley being the valley um <laughs> What what would you say, how do you like make decisions in your life and in your recovery? How do I make decisions? Um, I generally call at least at least one or two other people in recovery. Yeah. And just talk it out. Um, I'm not a 
big writer. I know that people always tell me, like, write it out, like, write your shit out. And I'm like, mm. I used to journal, but it's just not been a tool that I've used a lot lately. So I generally call people and then I pray. I meditate very seldomly. So I say I beg and pray a lot. I beg God to help me. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Beg and pray. I beg and pray. I wake up and I just, the first things that come out of my my mouth are like, please help me. That's beautiful. So, yeah. I love it. And to backtrack a little bit, are there any moments in your uh, insanity within sobriety that you can recount? Yeah. Um, leads, you know, this program can sometimes lead you to other <clears throat> uh, programs in terms of like, you're supp- I'm suppressing with the alcohol and then other demons have come out since then. Ooh. So <clears throat> in that, yeah, it got dark in terms of, um, I mean, I was promiscuous when I was drinking. Mm-hmm. Um, so being promiscuous in sobriety was something that, um, especially when I first got to LA, I didn't have a real connection here in terms of a community yet I didn't plug in to the program yet so I was pretty much acting out very sexually and um, yeah just being very risk-taking in terms of my body and like who I was exposing myself to and um, so in terms of insanity just yeah just like showing up to random people's houses and and you know having sex with random people I mean, God damn it, Helen! Haven't yeah. you seen the billboards? Gonorrhea is back. Come on! <laughs> I know it is. I know, and I just was like, I don't care. Yeah. Right. You know, like I still don't care. Like I just hit another level of bottom yeah. that I was unaware of. Yeah, I I I understand, and and it's sort of like recovery is sort of like whack-a-mole we get better in certain areas and then stuff kind of comes out sideways here and there you know i i finally marched my ass back into an aca meeting yeah um which was great you know and it was mostly because my my relationships and nobody had a stuffed animal which was really because i would have <laughs> run the fuck out of there um, in a diaper just sucking their thumb no it's a it's a reparenting thing i get it like everybody's feeling the love what else but um it's a it's a thing about like if and, and i probably what happened was is a woman shared uh the in a almost a blow for blow same account with her family member that I had had with my family member recently where I was like, basically I went to help my grandma move and she like got mad at me and yelled at me and stole my car. Um, Your grandma did? Yes. What? Yeah, I know. She's She's a gangster. Like, like if it wasn't, if she, if it wasn't so traumatizing, I would be like, I respect this bitch. Like I did, like I re- here's the deal. Here's the deal. I, I don't hate the player. I hate the game. You know, like that's how it goes. So I understand like, like somebody shared almost the exact same situation minus the car theft. And I was like, oh, I belong here. You know, definitely like stuff with food, stuff with sex, stuff with like all sorts of weird stuff. Money. Everything. Money. Oh my God, money. Oh my God, money. Oh my God, money. Uh, somebody is somebody listening to this podcast right now is like, I got a few years, but I'm spending myself down to the last cent. Credit mm-hmm. cards. You know, credit cards. Yeah. It gets insane. It really does. So it's one of those things that's like we, we one gotta, of the reasons. We gotta why, break the cycle. 
Got it. Well, when, once you're made aware, I had a sponsor tell me, and I think it's like either a Maya Angelou quote. It's either a Maya Angelou quote or it's from a um, it's from a Medea movie, and I can't. <laughs> <laughs> One, you know, it could equal be, in depth. Yeah. Equal, e- it could Absolutely be. not. <laughs> Do not compare Maya to freaking. <laughs> what's his face? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Could be. <laughs> It could be either. It could be both. I don't know. But she used to say, when we know better, we do better. You know? So it's like, once you're made aware of the information, you're like, oh, I'm doing this addictively. Hmm, I should do better. Right. What are the tools that I need to do to do that? You know what I mean? Right. And you can feel it, too, when you're, like, making, like, a contradictory action. And you're just like, okay, okay, I don't do that. I do this. I don't. Yeah, that's not needed. Okay, I do the other thing. You're not. Oh, that's what growth feels like to not do the dumb thing that you usually do. Or not dumb, just, like, unnecessary. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's the key word, I think, the contradiction, right? Like, I know not to do this, and I can't Mm. not, not do it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, I totally want to go spend money on a pair of Yeezys right now <laughs> and fuck up my entire month. Why and would you? Okay. <laughs> exactly, because I'm still a victim of the consumer mindset. How and- about how about like when Donald Glover comes out with a shoe, you buy his? Because he's the Kanye Kanye wants to be. Oh. True. Goddamn. I don't know that. if he's going to come out with a shoe deal. I think, uh, I think Donald Glover's too woke for that shit because the shoe industry is just designed to continue this vicious like consumer based mindset it's it's really kept entire fucking cultures down asian culture too we buy so much like i got a friend asian guy like 27 pairs of shoes had to sell them all just to pay for his wedding (laughs) hey but he paid for that wedding with shoes shoes. wow which is good impressive which is shoes and guns have a weird resale value that's the thing yeah yeah yeah. it's insane so yeah money (laughs) yeah yeah, money is the ins- it's, it's such an yeah. insane thing well, to money, deal with. Property and prestige. Mm. Yeah, romance, romance, romance. Uh, romance yeah. So. yeah, I don't know. One of the best sayings I've heard about romance in regards to finance is there's the dance known as romance without finance has not has not been invented yet. I fucked that up. The okay. dance, yeah, yeah, the dance known as romance without finance has not been invented yet. Okay. Do not date when you're poor. Huh. As Pat Allen would say. That's interesting. <laughs> Do you guys even know who Pat Allen is? No. no. Oh, my God. Put us on game, She's Helen. She's an 80-year-old woman who's been sober for like 40 years she's been in like all the programs she's like been in she's uh she's got a 65 year old she's a cougar she's got a 65 year old boyfriend oh so she's my spirit (laughs) yeah my my boyfriend's eight years younger than me and i'm like living my life (laughs) she has a book and it's just what is it called like 30 days are like the like to the getting married or something she's got all these like dating books whatever but basically she says she asks you do you want to get laid or do you want to get paid and then she'll she just she's anti everything that's going on in terms of like gender equality like she's still she goes back to like biology and yeah. like what our bodies want anyways but she's just a trip it's a very I, funny I like thing. the share method of like when they asked her when her mom was like don't you want to marry a rich and powerful man and she was like I am a rich and powerful man Ooh, <laughs> mom. tell them exactly wow. I, I like that one uh, what do you think is the most interesting thing you've discovered about yourself in your in your recovery Interesting thing I've discovered about myself. Hmm. 
That's a good question. Um, I think just my resilience. I don't know if that's mm. an interesting thing, that's but an incredible thing. Absolutely. But I've discovered how much I can get through without, um, you know, numbing myself to what's happening yeah. and processing. I'm like, I guess, it's, what do they call it? emotional intelligence of some sort? Yeah. I'm like, I think I'm going to have high IQ maybe. I don't know, because I'm not very, like, IQ smart. So I think my EQ is a little bit higher than, I wasn't very good at school. It was one of those things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're in good company. <laughs> well, you're a massage therapist, so you have to be intuitive. You have to be, you have to be empathetic. You have to, there, there's that whole, I'm sure you took a Reiki class in there too. Like, you got to, there's that whole energy thing. I took Reiki when I moved to LA three years ago i was like when in rome you know yeah, right. <laughs> like, bring me the crystals give me the reiki yeah. Marianne Williamson. like i'm just gonna do it all i love it um but yeah i mean i went to massage school in new york because i like dropped out of college i was like working in music clubs for a long time my mom's just like look you don't got to go to college but you got to get a skill like you got to pay some bills Smart. yeah yeah get practical you know so i was like okay and so i went to massage school and did massage for like 13 years and so yes I built a lot of intuition but I was like very hungover for a lot of those massages I have to say and <laughs> if, if I could make a, a public you know amends to like every person I ever massaged that I had like whiskey coming through my pores oh. like, I'm so sorry <laughs> isn't it weird when you when I smell somebody sweating whiskey I'm like damn <laughs> I used to walk around like that that's oh, yeah. the weirdest thing yeah it is yeah that's crazy and you think no one knows too you're just right. like I've, I've mouthwash gum um, like no sure. one can, yeah. Uh, you know, you're not fooling anybody. I wasn't fooling anybody. Yeah. I think it's like, no, honey, you smell like bathroom hooch. You gotta, <laughs> yeah, you gotta relax. <laughs> relax. Do I smell moonshine? <laughs> yeah, it's weird. What would you say your level of honesty is? On a scale of one to ten, sure, I'd say eleven. <laughs> oh hell yeah! Uh, I lo- I think that the honest when when they read how it works and they said like uh, what is that part in it you know like just like don't have the ability to be honest yeah like, I forget the wording right now but anyways I was like that's not my problem like I overshare a lot of the times which I've learned in sobriety to have some reticence and just be like you know what things yeah you can take time to like let people know you and vice versa right so I think that um I don't have a problem being honest I just yes yeah. I don't know what the, the the aftermath is. I just like maybe following through on it or something. But right. just when if somebody asks me something, I'm I think I'm pretty open to finding the truth and stating it. I love that. Yeah, that's beautiful. Thank you. That's amazing. Thank you. How do you deal with fear and anxiety today? My anxiety. Yeah. Um, donuts and love it. <laughs> love it. No, um, anxiety. I guess I have a few different, I mean, I still use the tools in terms of I'll hit a meeting up, being, you know, listening to other people always really helps to quiet my own internal voices. Um, I still make phone calls, like outreach is like a a really big thing for me, you know, and in terms of like, today, everybody texts and, you know, no one makes phone, I think like within our community, like the phone call is still really important for me, of course. picking up the phone and hearing another person's voice, asking how they're doing, Yeah, you know, it's really different from reading a text or sending a text. <clears throat> so 
it's just I pick up the phone. It's just like a really big tool for me, and it always works. I ask my program friends, are you a text person or a call person? Actually, I kind of ask everybody that because mm-hmm. comedians are mostly text people. They're like, please don't call me. We talk all the time. But mm-hmm. like, I'm a call person still. So if people call, I'm like totally down. You know what I mean? Same yeah. here. If I can't pick it up, I'll, call, I'll text you like, hey, call you right back. Can't right. I mean, I have no idea because I'm not, I'm, I'm not a comedian. But it's like there's a difference between your public conversation as well right it goes yeah, to like exactly. a private phone call right sometimes well in our conversations as people in the program get really really deep really really quickly yeah like i remember my my boyfriend's a normie and he overheard me taking a 12-step call and he was like <laughs> it was like the third one that day too and he was <laughs> like wow is this exhausting for you and i was like it can be and he was like oh it's weird Man, those are really personal conversations. I'm not going to ask who you were talking to, but damn, that gets deep fast. Yeah. So it's hard to get there when we're texting, but sometimes text, I don't know. I I totally understand. Yeah. Which is huge. Yeah. So if you're friends with Helen Call, don't be texting her. She wants a call. (laughs) I want a call. I like, I appreciate calls. I do pick up. I will call you back if I missed your call. It's beautiful. Yeah. The art of the conversation is at risk a lot of the times. I've resolved so many conflicts on a phone call. Or if people don't want a phone call, I'm like, eh, there's no point in us talking if you can't call me to resolve this matter. And you're over, you're lighting up my text messages. I call you and you don't pick up. Go fuck yourself. Precisely. How important do you think you are that you can, I'm just awkward. Shut the fuck up and call me. I'm kind of the same way too. I'm like, once we're on the third kind of beefy text message, I'm mm-hmm. like, you should call because I'm not going to respond to this. I'm yeah. A, not reading it, and B, not responding to yeah. it. There's so much is getting yeah. lost yeah. in the context yeah. at this yeah. point. Yeah. Like, I'm projecting already now on, like, the nuances of what you're saying and vice versa, mm-hmm. I assume. Yeah. You know, so call me and I can hear what your voice sounds like. I can hear how fast you're talking, how slow, if you're thinking about, you know, there's yeah. so much there. It's like that committee in our head becomes a table read. And it's just a bunch of people. You don't know who's going to be playing what role and what they think those words mean to them. Yeah. You have no idea. Right. You know, bunch it might of be pussies. Like grandmother's <laughs> voice. You know, it might, who knows? But yeah. What is, what is the character defect you have to work on the most still? Oof. Character defects that I have to work on the most. Um, so many. Um, actually, I think that's it. Perfectionism. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like... Perfectionism is a prison. I just it's never... a box. You're not a box. Oh, there's a song about perfectionism. Yeah. <laughs> I just love singing. I just love singing. Nice. I'm tone deaf, so. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I never really understood that defect of character before just because it's it's always like, oh, you have to be, like, there's no perfection. Like, yeah. I get that concept, yeah. but, you know, and then there's this, sort of paradox in program that you're just always like working towards being more spiritually aware or just more or like self-improvement like all that stuff kind of gets mixed in and then I'm thinking like I should be working on something always mm-hmm. right yeah. so I can't really tell the difference sometimes between right. like just making the effort and then whatever the outcome is doesn't need to be what I pr- project it should be yeah. like the fact that I just show up 
yeah is great that's like yeah. you won for the day like there's no outcome that needs to happen for you to be like okay with my, with myself you know right. wow, just to exist yeah just be i mean that is completely like still really difficult for me on a daily i mean it's yeah. not like so i'm not surprised by it i'm like i'm not fucking buddha or anything you know like, <laughs> i just am and yeah. i float <laughs> in the world that way right. you know but i yeah so i'm really hard on myself i think and so i try to be definitely gentler yeah it's beautiful what would you say your um experience of forgiveness is Hmm. or how do you experience forgiveness it's a process i don't think i've never forgiven anyone in like one full swoop i don't think (laughs) we're good addicts and alcoholics are so funny because we're like yeah we're fine man and then for four days we're like fuck that guy (laughs) fuck that guy and then we start praying for them and two weeks later we're cool (laughs) oh yeah it's it's layers with us it's very much we have those conversations in our cars about how it should have went and like no he should have forgiven me for this she acted like this way how dare you blah 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 and you're like okay wait i already walked away from that yeah why am i doing this it's how why is it happening again Mm -hmm. mine is in the shower shower yeah i'm pretty sure california's drought is due to me having resentment (laughs) (laughs) i just fucking i get in there and i start shampooing and i start motherfucking people so i try to i try to wow i try try to pray in the shower that's what i try to do i'm like hey god how's it going because like washing away the resentment you have a list uh, like all the laminated list of the shower you're like this for fuck that fuck that fuck that (laughs) i know i had a i had a real uh obnoxious roommate at my old place who had um in the he had like shower notes he had like notes in the shower (laughs) so he's always doing like mostly his budget but also strange tony robin fueled like manifestos in the shower and i was just like sometimes i would just get in there and just be like oh okay (laughs) like i'm not that crazy (laughs) (laughs) his budget i love that yeah It was a Tony Robbins budget. He was a lot. I, yeah. I don't even have. Uh, I don't even have time to unpack it all. Oh, wow. When he moved out, there was a lot of stuffed animals in his room, and we yep. think we think he was. We think he was sexual with them. Mm-hmm. That's a thing. Okay. It's a lot yeah. of stuffed animals for a guy. Uh-huh. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe he was an ACA. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Maybe you beat me to it. You beat me to it, Helen. Nice. <laughs> I show up one day and I'm like, oh, god damn it. You, <laughs> you and all your stuffed animals. Do they have to take seats? <laughs> I know. Oh, my God. That's very funny. Um, but, uh, yeah, I totally, yeah, I totally get that. That's, that's crazy. What has been your um, weirdest amends you've had to make? Weirdest amends? Um. Hmm. Not too many weird amends. Let's see. Or just like what your process with amends is. Well, I had a I had an ex I wanted to make an amends to, but he, my sponsor maybe rec- yeah recommended not to go through with it because he had such a he was crazy. <laughs> and um, but I thought I have to make this amends or maybe I'll drink. I just had that superstition yeah. at the time. So um, I decided to meet him at a Starbucks and I was kind of afraid because he was kind he was crazy and he like showed up to my apartment at times when like way after we'd broken oh. up. Yikes. So um, He was pepper spray crazy. Yeah, he would cry cry. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Um, but he didn't show up. Yay! 
Yeah. And hey. I just thought, I thought, there's higher power looking out for me, and I should have listened to my exactly. sponsor. Kind of, yeah. you know, she maybe had better idea direction and you know of what i should have been doing but i was it was it was all good in the end you know like it didn't he didn't show up and, and then he probably didn't show up like way after that either he hasn't shown up since no he hasn't shown yeah, up yeah that's no. how you ward him off yeah although he sent me some really weird video on facebook like like a message like we're not mm. friends with like sent me some like mm. weird clip of like some weird movie mm-hmm. and i was just i, don't, I was like i can't Wasn't. even deal <laughs> Any message request on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter <laughs> that has a video in it or an audio clip is an automatic decline. That yeah. is like, what are you sending me? What do you? I always want to be like, what? I oh, every time you I want to so be like, restraint. I'm like, what do you? I sometimes I want to be like, what do you want? Yeah. <laughs> what do really? you want from me? Like, what's you happening? You want attention. You want attention. What do you need? What do you? What's going on? Yeah. When you're a big, when your podcasting empire begins, you're gonna get a lot of people. Mm-hmm. They hit you up out of the blue, like, I love the sound of your voice. DM, DM, DM. You're gonna get a lot yeah. of rando DMs. Uh-huh. A lot of rando DMs. So okay. that's hopefully not from exes. <laughs> yeah. I don't want yeah. them to listen because I'm like I'm gonna be shit talking them the whole did time. You, I'm just kidding. Did you listen to? Did you listen to the? Or did you like watch the clip? Or were you? I like, did. It was from a like a, a a movie that was artfully well well done, but the subject matter of it was just is about lovers, you know, and like jilted uh, lovers, you know. And I was just like, okay, I get it. You're you hate me it? or something. You know? What was his response? You're gonna be like, oh baby, thank you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we had the we had a thing where we liked to watch like art movies oh, together you know yeah. so it was it was kind of like i was like this is just no like this is so melodramatic it can is you just not can you just italian up and talk? Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah uh. yeah like italian yeah <laughs> so funny how about you bake her a nice fucking calzone that's, he a, that's what a even gentleman make, he was the, i thought i was gonna get you know italian yeah. cook the yeah. perks he couldn't cook he couldn't Could cook his mama for cook? shit Ooh. she was in italy uh. What's the point? I know. I like, know. No good, Simmy. Even I can cook. Even I can yeah. make some Mexican food. I can hey. throw down. I can make chicken parmesan. Gentlemen out there, learn a skill. Especially learn how to cook. You'll cook. never be single in your fucking lives, okay? I cook up a fucking storm Head. for my fiance. Head. And she has not left me since, exactly. okay? Exactly. <laughs> it's also all of the amazing work you've done in your yes, program. Yes, yes. <laughs> I remember you getting sober, sir. Yes, absolutely. That too. That too. <laughs> but the cherry on top is my uh, signature cooking. prime rib and uh, oh, grilled Parmesan oh, okay. broccoli. So, uh, oh. gentlemen, it's YouTube. Learn how to cook. Stop being, you know, Half-ass. awkward in your lives. And I don't know how to cook. I'm just a guy. Blah. A lot of ladies don't know how to cook, too. Well, I'm they like, need to learn or trying, else I'm being they're just, going to go down the same path. I'm being of service to my roommate and I'm helping her cook. Yes. Yeah. Everybody learn how to cook. Learn how to yeah. cook and that, that'll solve a lot of the world's problems, honestly. Feeding each other. Yeah. yeah. It we, really does. It takes so much work to cook and if you, you don't want to say eggs. anything, yeah, even if you don't want to, if you can't talk, cook. It'll yeah, say, it'll speak all the fucking languages. That's so true. true. Mm-hmm. That's very true. 
All right. So. Sorry, I didn't mean to turn this into a food network <laughs> episode, oh. but I've been watching a lot of cooking documentaries, <laughs> I love, and I'm like, it's the best. I love food. I love yeah. it. I love cooking, and he couldn't, so that was like a real big. No, that's no. that's <laughs> not a that's not a good. If he showed up to that Starbucks with a fucking like you know just a, a like cheese filled ravioli at the Starbucks, Wait, like I made this for you, and you ate that, it. yeah, you guys probably would have been together still. <laughs> no, he sounds crazy. He, was he sounds crazy. Yeah, sometimes he could have fixed it. Beyond pasta. Sometimes it's beyond carbs. Beyond the pasta. Yeah. (laughs) That's going to be his podcast. Yeah, beyond the pasta. (laughs) That's crazy. (laughs) What what do you do on a daily basis to maintain you mentioned a few things you um you like to you like to just wake up and beg and pray and yeah. god please don't let me please eat yeah. beg and pray what eat, is, beg and pray what is your um what is your sort of your process on a daily basis how do you maintain this thing like i said i, w- I open my eyes and then i i do i do beg <laughs> god to help me get it depends on where i am and like my spiritual life but certain days feel much more unbearable than others so um i do like to just spend a few minutes lying there and it's like my kind of meditation i guess like i just lay there and and be with the quietness and you know my cat's there he's begging me for food and i just kind of like okay this is my life like (laughs) i i look at the palm trees like i love living in la i'm really grateful that i'm here so i i take in some gratitude without making like a list per se um and then on my drive i try not to turn the radio on right away i try to have some quiet while i'm driving and just be with quietness i don't know what to call that um, yeah. If you're a, if you're a person not in a program and you're listening to this podcast and you're like wondering what kind of sociopath <laughs> listens to nothing in the car, <laughs> and I assure you, it is all people in twelve step programs. Oh yeah, we oh, yeah. very. It sometimes it's the only quiet I'll get in a day. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm trying to learn to be more. Um, mindful of my podcast consumption and my yeah. like because i will listen to audio things every i'm, I'm like a i'm a auditory learner and i'll listen to stuff all day and i realize that my creativity is just sort of getting tri- like my brain doesn't have time to wander yeah and so i have to give it some space to be free i have to let my higher power in to kind of like just have a little bit of room in my brain and not just fill it with like historical facts or, right. you know, yeah, I do that Jeff before Hackett. I do that before every single show quiet I, time. on my way to a show. No entertainment. No media. I, yeah. It's just this thing that Chris Rock spoke of in an interview, which he got from Richard Pryor. Mm. He said, you are the entertainer. You're you're not allowed to be entertained before a show. It's a probably a placebo effect, but I've noticed wow. every show I've done that before, I've had a good set, and I think anything that requires an immense amount of like you know consciousness or awareness, you should have some silence right before. It's a meditative process. I do that before my weekend softball games. There's no noise. There's no chaos in my head. There's not all this extra information that. I haven't had the time to process yet. And then afterwards, then I'm like, okay, I've earned some entertainment mm-hmm. after I've done my job as an entertainer. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. That, that's the thing that helps me out. So hey, maybe that helps. Yeah. So mm. some quiet time before. That's beautiful. I cry a lot in the car too, so that helps. <laughs> Do you have tins Crying windows? in the car can get really intense because <laughs> yeah. you got to keep those eyes open. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like bawling. It's just... 
it's just like a little weeping. yeah a little weeping where yeah. does it come from I don't know. It started in Brooklyn. It started with like crossing bridges. Like I remember right before I got sober, every time I'd cross a bridge, I would just cry. And it was like, I, I didn't know why. And I was noticing patterns though. And I was like, every time you cross the bridge from Manhattan to Brooklyn, you cry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah, just, I don't know. There's something about driving and... Sense of leaving. Yeah. Just moving about and not not knowing where I at, like where I'm going, where I am. There's something symbolic sometimes. It's not that deep all the time. Sometimes it's just mm-hmm. me like being pissed about traffic. And I'm like... Right. <laughs> but no, but I just... I don't know what it is, but be, being in transition. Yeah. What prompted you the move from the East Coast to the West Coast? That. Yeah. Yeah. What brought you out here? Um, well, I was born and raised in New York. And then I, I needed to move. And I'd lived in a lot of different places in New York. Not every neighborhood. There's so many. But pretty much was just done with New York. I'd been burned out from New York for a while. And I, the rent is, I mean, LA is not cheap by any means, but Mm -hmm. like New York just got stupid, ridiculous. And then I went to a psychic. Of course. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my god, I love it. Yeah, yeah. Just, oh wanted, god. just yeah. wanted to confirm that yeah. LA would be a good choice for me. Of course. <laughs> so <laughs> funny. Can I tell you I went to I went to Mother's mm-hmm. Day dinner last night with my boyfriend's mom and she is they are they are the whitest people. They're, they don't they don't make them whiter than these people. Like, <laughs> Wonder bread. Wonder bread. Well, well not like, even Wonder bread like like a, a baguette from a fancy restaurant. Oh, okay, nice. Like, like, okay. Like, oh gotcha. Like yeah. peak, peak, yeah. peak caucasity. Yeah, peak caucasity is a great word for it. His, <laughs> his, his, so his mom and I just start kind of talking, and she mentions numerology. Mm-hmm. Oh. And then she was like, also, I burn sage in my house. And oh. I was like, what do you mean? You got white lady magic? Tell me about it. <laughs> I was like, of course numerology is the astrology of white ladies because they're good at manipulating numbers. <laughs> it was it was a good no, no, she's great. She's great. She's fantastic. But she was, she like really broke it down. She like really broke it down. She was like sitting there, um, like she's like, I always asked Stuart what because he was what the exact birthday of anybody he dates, so she can know your number, so she can know my numbers. Wow. She had already run. She already put me through the super the the supercomputer. <laughs> she already knew my life path and everything. She was wow. like, this next couple of years is going to be a lot of endings, but it's going to open up a new chapter i'm like what is going on wow anyway i so i'm not i'm not hating on it because she is a top ranking banking executive so i'm like okay she knows how to crunch those numbers she knows how to crunch those numbers so go for her so go for her she comptroller yeah she's yeah she's doing it she's doing it so yeah that's interesting i like that i like that it's good to be you know it's good to be like who knows what's going on? I have no idea. I mean, I love esoterics, like anything esoteric. I, I'm very pragmatic in many ways, but I love just like psychic shit, tarot shit, any of that yeah. shit. What's your sign, Helen? I know, yeah. I'm like, I love, I, I don't want to hire, okay, is anybody a Gemini here? I no. am a Gemini. <laughs> You're a Gemini? Uh, I'm a Gemini. Mm-hmm. I'm Pisces. June 10th. Okay, I like Pisces oh, are Nothing but posi- Pisces in my life. You really? know, Stuart. Water. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But. Why are we not supposed to like each other? <laughs> Nobody likes yeah. Gemini's. People always ask her yeah. like, "Who's a Gemini fight? here?" No, no. And I just I hired a lot of Gemini's, and they are driving me crazy. I yeah, I have some. We're employees. a lot of energy. It's just it's, I can't. I don't know what to expect. Kind of energy, you know. I'm like I am like <laughs> neither do they. <laughs> on here they have no idea <laughs> like, like down here air air signs back to earth 
Come on down. Come on down. Everybody come down. Everybody come down. Everybody come down. I think it's always important to find out with a Gemini because there is so much going on to find out what their ascendant signs are. And what is your ascendant? Oh, God. I think I am... I think I'm like Aquarius, so another air sign. <laughs> and then, um, and Your then moon. I'm a Virgo. Okay, so you got a little bit of moon. You got a little earth. Going. So I got a little bit of earth going on. That's what keeps me from Ooh. like flying Floating off. Away. Of, just like, woo, I'm out of here. Because um, I definitely have like, I have like two, my brain is bifurcated. It's like uh, there's a scientist on this side, mm-hmm. and then there's a person who reads her horoscope and like now wants to know about numerology. Yeah. And kind of thinks that. Kind of thinks that Frank Castillo's mom put the evil eye on me during. Yeah. Like I believe both things. Like I believe both things equally, and I don't know what to do. But I might bury an apple in the backyard with a wish in it. I don't know what to do. So I'm sleeping um, with an egg under my bed. That's what I, the egg. Yeah. yeah, exactly. The egg's the next step. Right, um, right. But uh, but yeah, I, I think that's I think that's cool. Just be you. Just like love it. Oh, yeah, my mom hated it. So you're then. just like, oh, I'm just going to go out to L.A., find a job. And yeah, just, I just found know. a one-way ticket that was like $80. Wow. <laughs> and uh, yeah, January 1st of 2016, I bought the ticket and I was like, whatever. If like, I don't want to do it, then I'll just not go. It's $80. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And yeah, I just said, fuck it. I mean, I'd lived here once before in my when I was 25, but I was mm-hmm. too... Um, yeah, things were just not good. And I had to yeah, go, I had crazy. to turn right back around. I was too like, crazy. I was like, oh, I can get a lot of danger here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bad landing. It's a big, yeah. it's a big city. It's easy. If you like trouble, it's easy to stay mm-hmm. in trouble here. Yeah, I wasn't ready yet. I needed to be, I think, clean and sober to live here because you can get lost in this Neptunian world. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. All smoke and mirrors, this mm-hmm. town. Yeah. yeah. So it's good to be clear-eyed. That's amazing. Well, I'm so glad that you you made it out here. Yeah, me too. I love it. Does your do you does your family miss you? I think so. (laughs) I don't know. I don't think my family. But anyway, that's a dumb question. Why did I ask it like that? That's such a funny way to ask a question. It's a very ACA way to ask (laughs) ask that question. Does your family miss you? Um, But like, do you guys like miss each other a lot? Like, talk all the time? Or we, you know, we talk. My mom just got an iPhone like a couple weeks ago, so we we FaceTime and. She loves that. Um, I took a little. I took some breaks from my mom and dad for a little while. I think it was last summer. It was like three months. I just was like I had like a no contact with them, mm-hmm. and it was really dramatic. It was really bad. My mom was freaking. She'd like leave me voicemails like a jilted love. Like you know, she was like, I can't. Her go codependency. To s- yeah. would like she, <laughs> I can't go to sleep, and if you don't call me, I can't go to sleep. It's like you don't pull some. Don't pull that shit on me. My mom does the same thing. It's yeah. very rude. It's very, it's very, <laughs> it's very and rude. I guess to bring culture into this, like Asian parents are very much like that. My mom will leave me voicemails too when I don't pick up because I'm in the middle of something. She's like, have you forgotten about me? Very manipulative. Call me back. <laughs> I'm like, what? That's so funny. They pull Jesus. the guilt card real bad. Always. And I just was like, I'm not fucking going to play that shit. So I didn't call back. I was like, I'm not going to play into this. Oh, yeah. If you're a grown ass mm. woman, you're going to totally fall asleep if I don't call you back. That's yeah, you'll not. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. And like, you have God. Like, you talk about Jesus all the time. So go pray to Jesus. You know so what that's, I mean? That's like her mm. spiritual connection. Yes. Mm. And she, yeah. She's a, she's a, she's not a Jesus freak, but she just, you know, she's Christian. like, yeah, she's Catholic. She loves Mary. She loves the rosary, all that stuff. Of course. So, oh, yeah. fun. Mm-hmm. So that's, you know, that's like, that's like Jesus astrology. They yeah, totally. There. Yeah. They're, yeah. They're just, <laughs> yeah. All that, you know, frankincense. And, yeah. Symbols. Yeah. They, like they they're dressing up in yeah. cones and shit. They look, they look so ridiculous. 
Did you see any of the photos from the Met Gala this year? No. Okay, you gotta look it up. Okay, <laughs> if you were raised Catholic, it's real fun. Okay. Uh, their theme was like heavenly bodies. Oh. And it was all Catholicism <laughs> themed. Rihanna looked like a sexy pope. Oh. It was very weird. And she pulled it off. It was. Wow. She did of pull it off. She did. It was she, very she strange. Can't. It not was, pull off anything. Yeah, I was like, I texted our, our friend Samir Suri, and mm-hmm. I and I said, why does why do all these pictures from the Met Gala look like they're trying to fuck the church? And yeah, he was like, yeah. he was like, no, that's just the theme this year. Yeah. <laughs> Heavenly bodies. Like, Heavenly bodies. Wow. So it was very. And I saw good... I saw Chadwick Boseman's outfit, and I was like, damn, you going hard with the religion? I didn't know you were like a man of God. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> I, very I researched. Confusing. I was like, oh, okay. Oh, you gotta, it's like the Roman two... Catholic Church, blah blah Google blah. Church. Yeah. And, and they were like getting offended by it too like there were people from the church saying there's no way you shouldn't be able to you know uh, appropriate the church i'm like well maybe you shouldn't be appropriating all those fucking kids how about that okay i'm let me let me resend a couple of anger issues i'm showing on this episode Did did you grow up catholic no i grew up uh buddhist but then i converted to christianity during college just because you know i studied world religions and i was like oh this makes a little more sense and then when i realized when i got deeper i was like oh this is just a book bleh. Mm-hmm. not even a real uh true way of life uh i don't know I'm, I'm probably gonna get some tweets about that comment but now he belongs to the church of fabulous <laughs> the church of the pompadour <laughs> So, with that all in mind, what's what's your relationship with your higher power like? Uh, man, it's a roller coaster. I mean, it sounds like both sides of the buffet. I like it. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. I I know that there's something deep down, but my brain often will confuse me and say, "What are what do you believe in again? <laughs> like, what is right. that nonsense that you right. believe in? Like, you can't even like say." your higher power's name you don't even have a name you call it hp like that's the name I of a too. sauce i do that too i don't i don't need a I know, specific i I'm know it like, hey, hey god well i mean like god or higher power or whatever but mm-hmm. i mean god in the like in the way that that is a computer i know <laughs> you know but it's like, almost too nebulous sometimes you know where i'm like i need something more solid but i can't like solidify it so i get into these conflicts of like i've heard it called ue too universal energy ue yeah I like that. i've heard it called ue now i'm hearing hp which is fine again i i believe in a higher power guys so sorry about that previous comment um, i get a little worked up on i i <laughs> I, I, I just, I, I, no, passion. I, I, no, I had this. Uh, I, I did a set this past weekend, like a headlining set where I was in, like you How know. Did that go by the way? It was amazing. I'm I, so glad. I went there and I sh- shook the whole fucking room nice. up, and we, we we got into the topic of religion, and then I have this whole thing where I'm working out where I believe uh, Jesus was a woman. Oh. Yeah, I have this thing that I'm working out and. The, the, the room tightened up because I was like, oh, okay, we got a lot of churchgoers in here. Uh, here's my premise. Uh, it, have any of you guys in here, gentlemen, males, ever washed your, your, your friend's feet? And they were like, what? What are you talking about? And I was like, wait, you don't know the story about Jesus washing all of his apostles' feet? I know more than re- about religion than you are, and the room exploded. And I was like, yeah, go, go to church and read more, motherfucker. So... That's where that residual fucking anger is coming oh, from me. You carry it. Just a lot of hypocrites, you know. I, I think that's yeah. a, It's an interesting thing. The reason why that question is there in mm-hmm. the podcast is everybody has sort of a. As we stay clean and sober, mm-hmm. our relationship with our higher power changes and grows. 
that's my that's my experience with it. It's just mm-hmm. like it always just is up, down, changes, grows, goes yeah. through things. You have to surrender takes, over and over. Takes in the information that you have from the past, mm-hmm. like evolves in different ways. And I think I think it's a fascinating it's a fascinating question. It's it is, and it's hard to articulate sometimes because I'm processing a spiritual experience through my brain because I have to talk about it, right? Right. So it's mm-hmm. like linguistics. Yeah. And sometimes there's no words for just like, I like know. <laughs> I never can get through a second step well, like in the terms of like, I don't know what you want me to write. Like they're like, put out a one ad for your higher power. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, oh, and I was like, it's like some cheesy shit. But I'm like, okay. Do you Spencer says blah 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 whatever, yeah. but I I just I'm just I just write whatever for my second stuff because it changes so much right. that I'm just like I don't know like every day is a different journey with my with my my spirit yeah well and with that in mind what what's like the one thing you want to share on this podcast that you want to give away what do I want to give away uh, wow hmm like my what do I want to give away? Hmm. That's a hard question. I know. Like, to somebody just like you, if there's one thing you could tell somebody just like you in the world. Just like me in the world. Um, I would say that I want to give my... I know it sounds really cheesy, but, like, I want to give my love. I want to give... Yeah. Um, yeah, I want to give my heart and my my compassion. You know, that word gets watered down for me a lot. You know, it's thrown around in like spiritual community a lot, but I have been through a lot and I can understand a lot of layers of pain. And I don't need to take on the pain, but I do want to, you know, other people to know that they are definitely not on this path alone, of course. Yeah. You know, that there's always somebody who's ready to like receive them yeah um just as long as they can ask for it yeah they can ask for the help that like there's always somebody who's willing to to help them yeah that's beautiful i love that yeah Yeah. simple gentle message (laughs) where can people find you if they want to reach out to your new podcast or reach out to you should i get my address no No, no. don't do that social's good here's here's what we're gonna do here's what we're gonna do when you get your podcast up and running because i believe that you will because you've been a fantastic guest you're very funny you're very intuitive i love it it's gonna be great so when you get your podcast out and running, what we'll do is we'll release an episode on the 12 questions feed so people know Beautiful. where to find your podcast. That sounds good. So a little companion tuned. podcast. A little Thank companion you. podcast. We'll give, yes. you, we'll give you guys a little bump like they do on NPR when they suddenly play something that they're going to do oh. as a podcast format. Cool. So we'll put you on our feed so everybody gets a chance to hear you. Thank you. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, Alex, where can people find you? I'm on all social media at Dapper Duong. I'll be doing... Uh, the let me see when is this going to be released I'll be down at Southgate follow me on Instagram at Dapper Duong I'm doing shows all over the place your boy coming in with these hot minutes and uh, probably at a meeting at this I need a couple meetings right now I need uh, I can hear it in my voice you've got a little you got fight in you today I love it I love it a little sass and uh, you can get at me at, at Anna V is fun. That's Anna with two N's on Twitter with an Instagram. Uh, you can also find me on AnnaValenzuela.com. Uh, and you can listen to my other podcast, the Brouhaha podcast in the 
Unpops Network, and eventually, twelve questions going to end up on Unpops. I gotta, I gotta track down Adam and, and mm-hmm. figure out that process. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, and Helen, if nobody's told you this today, we love you. Thank you. We love you, Helen. Alex, nobody has told you this today. We love you. Love Love you guys too. And if you're listening to this and nobody said this to you today, we love you. Bye. Bye. Bye.